Hey everyone, it's WDW Happy Hour here. We've got a sunny day and I'm surrounded by my fellow podcast members. I'm going to go in a different order this time. Scott? Whoa, hello. I know, I never go in the middle of the table. Rob? Greetings. Matt? Hello. Holly? Hi. Um, we're excited about this podcast. It's a beautiful day outside. Yeah, can I say something up front? Oh about yeah, that? yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a nice hot day in Pennsylvania, but it's not like quite hot enough yet that we've turned on the air conditioner in our house, so we have the windows open. So you may hear some, you may hear the sounds of nature in the background. You may hear a breeze, a bird chirping. So we're, we're sacrificing the sound quality for our comfort. So, but <laughs> you know, maybe you'll like here. it. Maybe you'll like it. You know, it's, it's like, atmospheric. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you so. haven't been to Pennsylvania. You don't know what a. I think it. I think it fits the the mood of this episode, as we'll get to eventually. Oh, that's so just, exciting! We get yeah. a little tease of what our main topic is. Enjoy nature, and if you're if you have terrible seasonal allergies, then this might be triggering because you okay. might just it might just be like the sound of pollen. <laughs> you can just hear it hitting the mic. Yeah. All right. Well, Matt, are you gonna kick it to our topping it off? Do you want to kick? Oh my god, I usually don't, but well, can, my goodness. Can I, you? Can you? Can you kick? Can I kick it? Can you kick it? <laughs> yes, you can. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we are going to kick it off um, to Scott. Um, I'm saying this in a, in a very it's uh, fine. different Try it order. out. Try it out. This is weird. Um, we do a segment at the beginning of every podcast called Topping It Off, where we detail a Disney drink that you can find somewhere in the Disney verse. And Scott, you I'm, are going to be. Are topping it off. It's me. Today. Okay. It's me. I feel fairly confident that we've never done a drink here before, which oh boy. every time it gets rarer and rarer that we can say that. We have a spreadsheet. You know that, right? Yes. I don't think it's up to I, date I was, No, it is. As of this morning, oh. it is because I knew the last time we actually did do a repeat drink, yeah, listeners, and no one me. called it all out on us, but we did have one repeat drink, but... But I am I, well. I'm certain. I'm certain that I've never done this drink before. I don't even think we've ever done this location before. Uh, this is at what I believe is called the Morocco Juice Bar. Oh, definitely not that. <laughs> it's, it's the place that's right there. If you're looking at Spice Road Table from the ring to the right. Yeah, it's oh, next to where okay. they so sell the henna, all the caftans and, and things. There's a little store there, and it's. To the right of that, the far right. and they have like slushing machines. I, I've, I've purchased a random Costa Coca, beer there. Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah, they, that's that's their item. And a then fez. Got, I didn't you know, know that's yeah, and a fez. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, that's just what I found the name to be online. So anyway, um, the drink that I'm detailing today is called the Royal Blue, which is vodka, coconut rum, and blue raspberry. And this thing is the brightest shade of blue you have ever seen. Um, I do have a picture of it here that I'm going to show the fellow podcast members. Show the listeners. Yeah, well, they'll they'll be able to see it on Instagram. It's an electric blue. It's downloading. Okay, so this is a a bright blue drink. This is going to make your tongue bright blue. That is electric blue. and this is just one of those drinks that is firmly in my wheelhouse. Um, ten ninety nine for any alcoholic beverage here, uh, so it's not overly bad, and it's a fairly large container, uh, but very sweet. Obviously, coconut rum and vodka and blue raspberries. Well, it has be a little kick sweet. to it, I bet, with rum and vodka. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good after this one. Yeah, so you're solid three. <laughs> so, totally, totally, totally. It's reminiscent of the drinks you get in Japan, mm-hmm. the sake. Sun. I always screw up the name. The Tokyo Sun. What is it? You guys like them. The vodka sake. Or the violet sake. There's something sunrise. Like a Tokyo right? sunrise. Sunset? sunrise. I don't think I've ever had that. I thought you... They had those two drinks at that yeah, level Yeah, I always get the violet one, though. I've never even uh, had... I've I never had the, I always one. screw up the names. No, I, I did get another one, and mm-hmm. I think it had something with the sun in it. Yeah. yeah. That, that makes <laughs> sense. Land of the Rising Sun. The question yeah. is, would the blue raspberry... Be as damaging to Catherine as the blue curacao. You know what's funny in that picture? It almost looks like that. I thought you were gonna say boba balls after saying because that straw looks like a boba ball straw. It's just one of the paper straws that they give you at the parks now. Thick boys. Oh, that looks good. I mean, I would definitely try that. Why not? Why not? Why not? Good, good spot. Good, good job, Scott. All right, um, so Rob, we are now kicking to you for our news items of the week. Sure. So it was a little slow the last two weeks, 
But we'll, we have some topics to talk about. Sure. So the CEO of the chief executive of Cirque du Soleil said that Drawn to Life, I, I think we've completely forgot mm-hmm, that this is mm-hmm. even going to be an option, <laughs> but this was the new, the new uh, Cirque du Soleil show to take, the, to take place of Lanuba. Yeah. Wow. That's pull a good pull. The, yeah. I, I don't think I could have pulled that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this was, I, I think we forgot it, when the whole COVID thing started, but um, it was supposed to open spring 2020. And I think they were like a week away from soft Yeah, they, we were very close. Um, so he is now saying sometime in the fall, they said they've been doing limited rehearsals among small groups of performers at the theater. Um, because Vegas is supposed to come back this summer with the various shows out there. So they're looking at sometime in the fall. Cool. So at least, the, yeah, it's it was supposed to begin March 20th. Dang. Of yeah. last year. Yeah. Of last oh, year. What, a, what an yeah. opening date. They've had to uh, file for bankruptcy. I didn't even... Certs. Yeah, I didn't even see that. I, like, well, you think there's that that is not something that translates well to life in a pandemic. <laughs> right. Acrobatics in a packed theater. With nope. with audience participation. <laughs> yes. yep. So All right. more to follow, I'm sure we'll get you know Previews heads up on that when mm-hmm. tickets go on sale and whatnot. Um the uh th- there was a an interesting story. So Disney is really I'm not sure who's releasing it. It's called The Art of Star Wars, Galaxy's Edge. They're releasing a book. And in it, they they released some concept art for what could have been their table service restaurant that is not um, did not come to fruition. So it was supposed to be called, I don't know if you, you this is a, I've never heard of this word, the Calicori. Calicori Club. Yes. I yeah. don't know if they're like that in relation to Star Wars. That's something. I, <laughs> it's definitely something. I think a Calicori was uh, like an ancestral item among oh, the like a Twi'leks. relic? Yes. Okay. So they were saying it was supposed to be operated out of a converted two-level bathhouse. The eatery was supposed to be almost a speakeasy, a hidden club. It is part of the under the underground world. So... Yeah, this never came to be. And it was going to have a two-story aquarium in the lounge. Spice Den Lounge. Oh my gosh. What could have been? Reminiscent of the uh, Pandora. Yeah. Animatronic. Yeah, kind of mixed that with like Rainforest Cafe. Yeah. So, um, they're saying, you know, this could potentially come in the future. Oh. Thank goodness. I mean, I hate that some of this stuff that we were excited about got railroaded by the pandemic never to be heard from again i i like the optimism that maybe could come back around it's also a nice uh excuse that disney has to say that some of this stuff with galaxy's Edge that didn't come to fruition is because of the pandemic and we can kind of like rewrite (laughs) history because by the way a lot of this stuff that didn't come you know actually uh come to light after they said that it would was before the pandemic right it's purely budgetary, so like it's it, fun to like spin that. <laughs> yeah, the, the, it says it was axed during the development phase, whatever that means. Yeah. Is this like the dinner show thing that they talked about? No, so this is thing so, too. correct. That is, you know, that didn't even come up in in the list of <laughs> um, articles that I was looking at. But they did release some concept art to the dinner show that's going to be at the Star Cruiser Hotel. Yeah. I'm God, I forgot about that too. <laughs> yeah, that that thing is darn close to being ready. Can you, uh, Rob, is our logistics expert, <laughs> oh, no. explain to us where that is? Is it close to the border of Hollywood Studios? I imagine it has to be really close okay. to Hollywood Studios. It is the new car entrance, okay. which always existed but very few people used. Is it's next, it's, if you were going in that way, mm-hmm. driving in, it's to the left. So, in relation to where it is, it's behind, if you were... Indiana? If you were on Slinky Dog, uh-huh. going oh. up the tallest point, just beyond there. Oh, Back okay. there. So, if you just launched 
Yes, if if if, it, if that was if that went for another, I don't know, half a mile, you would get to that. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So it's on. That's not World Drive. Um, it is World Drive. Yeah, there. I think that is World Drive because it's Epcot Boulevard, yeah. and then that goes into World Drive. So it's it's wedged in between World Drive and the Road Art of Animation and Pop Centuries on okay. what is I'm blanking I, I on. I know that I name. am too. Way it's, something. Is that Creek? No. Mm-hmm. No. The animation way. Is it? It might be. It's whatever. Yeah. Okay. But the question, but that, I, I have an idea of where it is now. The question is with that, um, is this going to be, are you only going to be able to do this if you're staying there? Right. Like right because yes. that's supposed to be a cruise-like experience. Mm-hmm. It's not like you can go see a show on a cruise. Show. Right. 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 I so. have this sinking feeling that this is going to be a flop. <laughs> Like really, just... I don't feel that way. I think they oh, are really? really hyping this up to be like something for like ultimate Star Wars fans, and like I don't know, but it is so cost prohibitive. It's so expensive. Maybe I'm just I'm maybe I am underestimating the amount of Star Wars fans that would do this, and but I just I don't know. I I don't see. Maybe I'm wrong. Here is where I agree with Matt. I think the Venn diagram of Star Wars fans who have a ton of money, Star Wars fans who are that invested, and Star Wars fans who are that outgoing that they would want to pretend to be a character for a week in a public setting is very small. That's a very good point. Yeah, what if you just aren't... like, Like, if I stayed there, I wouldn't do, like costumes i would just like want to see what it was all about and like what if you just don't what if you just aren't into it like how are they gonna treat you if you're like oh you're not dressed as princess leia like it's gonna be interesting i don't know it's all part of a like a storyline throughout your stay i think i don't know it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting i'm thoroughly an extrovert and i wouldn't want any part of this yeah i I, i'm thoroughly a star wars fan and i just am like ooh, i don't know if that's yeah. something i would be wanting to do no i mean you do it for like a day when you're at like hoop to do review yeah you can get into it and like and participate. that's like an, an hour hour half max and you're like okay that was fun like i got drunk <laughs> right but to like keep to stay on for a whole weekend yeah. or something like that's that oof, i don't know that's a lot all right, well, that really spun it's, off on a tangent. <laughs> it says it was originally announced to open in 2021, but Disney has not released any updates on the opening as of late. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're putting a lot of eggs in this basket, though. But when you look at pictures from like the outside, looks... of it, they're doing landscaping, and mm. wow. it's and at that's that point. the final. Yeah. Wow. Interesting, interesting. All right. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, so the CDC, this is... Disney tangentially, I guess. <laughs> uh, CDC announced mask guidance changes that would relax the use of masks outdoors. Uh, Disney has not made any changes. They don't have to abide by this given they are private property, so they could set the rules as they see fit. But basically they're saying if you're fully vaccinated you're and you're outdoors, not in a large setting, um, you do not... A mask is not required or recommended. Hmm. So, I guess we'll see what Disney does. I, I think it's just a it's, uh, policy. It makes it easy for cast members. And you're you see somebody they have to have a mask on, right? Yeah. So, it, I think right. that's probably most of why they're continuing to. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, have it that way. But I w- I would. Personally, I would like to see it not required, especially outdoors. Like, you're walking around World Showcase. I don't know. You, you know? <laughs> um, but we'll see if anything more comes of that. Yeah. And lastly, Disneyland reopened. Woohoo! Yeah, so uh, California Adventure and Disneyland Park opened officially on Friday, April 30th, after more than a year long closure. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Question for you. I'll put you on the spot here. Okay. Their decision to open this to California residents only, was that a Disney decision or was that a California requirement? 
I believe it was a Disney decision. It was originally a state requirement. Mm-hmm. You're putting me on the spot. I am putting trying, you on the spot, yeah. I believe... I, don't take this as... Bible. <laughs> yes. I believe it was originally a state requirement, and then the state got rid of it. Because I think they said, we want people coming here. Right. You know? Um, and if people hear that, they'll think, oh, I still can't go there. So, from a tourism standpoint, I think they... Um, they rescind to that. I think it, that's an interesting the state, part I should of that, say, but yeah. D- Disney has yet, they have enough demand given the capacity of the two parks that they, they should be able to... They don't need to worry about <laughs> right, right. Given the the ticket situation when they went on sale. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So with that, um, the hotels, um, the Grand California reopened on the 29th with limited capacity. Uh, the villas uh, at Grand California are supposed to reopen actually today and there's no reopening date yet for Paradise Pier or the Disneyland Hotel. Hmm. Saw a lot of great uh, uh, Bob Iger photo ops. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fist bumping and elbow bumping. Yeah. And taking taking his, pictures on his iPhone. In his cardigan. Yeah. yeah. Great uh, cardigan. Really <laughs> solid fit. <laughs> dripping. Just came through dripping. That great cardigan. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, sorry, so green. It's green. green. I think green it cardigan. changed though. Oh, really? in, I, I believe it was in a black one of the pictures I've I saw. What is he, Mr. Rogers? <laughs> just you know, switching sweaters. <laughs> My man's fit cannot be contained. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got uh, Lex Loop. Uh, uh, Lex Luther. <laughs> yeah. Next to him. Jeez. Uh, oh. Not yeah, as good a, of a fit. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's just exciting news to it, is. right? It I mean, is. it's kind of hopefully getting back to normal. Yes. So, I love it. Not much uh, other than that. You can expect a big news day tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> That's of right. course. Yeah. Okay. Always prep for the day. We out. did. I mean, the other Disney did really. We typically don't talk about it on here as uh, details around the new cruise ship, the Wish. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw the pictures. Yeah, some really cool stuff. Uh, some adult areas, uh, the Star Wars lounge looks really amazing, um, but we, none of us have experienced the Disney cruise, so for us to talk about it would be just ill-informed, I think. Yeah. So we need to do a Disney cruise. Yeah, yeah. I would like to. I've only ever done... Have you guys ever done a cruise? No. No. Never been on a boat. Oh, really? I've never been on a boat. I've been on a boat, but a cruise ship. A big big old boat. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been on a cruise boat. Let me specify. (laughs) That's what caught me off guard. I was like, whoa! We gotta get you on a boat. We gotta get you on the friendship, (laughs) babe. I've been on boats. My dad was in the Coast Guard and we lived in Florida, so I've been on boats. Yeah, but yeah, we we should yeah, we should do a Disney cruise. Yeah, I've always yeah. wanted to. Eventually, I, I think Holly and I have talked about it a little bit of this experiencing that new ship um, might get us off the sideline. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah, wow. nice. Yeah, so they go on sale for next. It's supposed to set sail June of twenty twenty two. Okay. And they're starting, like, they're doing a DVC only, members only. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Um, right at the beginning of, I think it's the middle of June. I think it sets out June 11th or 14th, something along those lines. So. Yeah, definitely check that out. There's a lot of, lot of interesting stuff released about that ship. It looks really awesome. Yeah. Nice. Pretty cool. Awesome. Is for the news? Yes. That's, that's all the news that's fit to talk about. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the news. All right, Scott, do you want to talk about our main topic here? Yeah, sure. This is this is just sort of a, a fun one today. There are no winners and losers. There are... Um, I, I describe this as just sort of a freestyle. Uh, I believe the word, the phrase that you used to describe this was freeform jazz. Okay, yeah, yeah. Before the podcast. <laughs> yeah, that, that's accurate. Um... <laughs> So if you've ever picked up one of these little books at, like, the Borders Exit or Barnes & Noble, they have these books that are called Would You Rather, and they give you two choices of things that you have to select from, and it's basically just to spark discussion. So that is what we have here. We have a Would You Rather Parks edition. Yes. Uh, and, you know, some of these may be quick. Some of them may generate more discussion. That's the goal. 
Um, I would like to hear what everybody's opinion is and why. So um, give you an example here. I'll, I'll go with the first one. Uh, the first would you rather, would you rather go without masks again or restore Eat to the Beat concerts? So let's okay. say you're going in, in May. Which of these two things would you rather have first? No masks. Yeah, I think no masks. No masks yeah, rather no than masks. Eat, the beat, eat to the what Beat. Do, what are you saying, Scott? Uh, I would probably say the mask would be the first thing I would want to go rather than bringing back the Eat to the Beat. But man, does that... I do love those when we get to see them. Yeah, but if you think about how much of your time is affected in total by Eat to the Beat, which it might be like an hour or two, or maybe even, let's say every night you go to Epcot for a week, it's seven days, seven hours, you're affected by the mask like way Dog more dust. way more hours than that. Yeah. And also your experience at Eat to the Beat um, varies on the performer and as much as I value live music and I, I do love I do love it and I miss it and miss going to concerts but like would I rather walk around without masks um, or would I rather like watch like a 25 minute set from <laughs> Kansas or whatever Kenny Baha G Man? Baha, I Baha, Baha Man. Man oh you didn't say it was Baha Man <laughs> oh well geez if you, we're talking Baha Man 38 special baby <laughs> oh yeah I mean yeah I mean they have some good groups and, and you know it's it's easy to talk crap on some of these middling like bands from the 70s but like it's a lot of fun But and honestly we've enjoyed a lot of the ones that we scoffed at when oh, we saw them on the schedule all, so they do good concerts there. Spinners? Woo! <sighs> Killed it. All right, so that's that's our example. Um, now we're going to jump in with one that I think, to me, is a tough call. All right. Uh, would you rather have Lifetime Club 33 membership at all locations or Lifetime free drinks anywhere on property? Oh. <laughs> Holly, Holly seems yeah, like an obvious... What's the Club 33. Come on, lifetime. And this is gratis. That's expensive. I mean, that's no, no, a, lot of, money. That's a lot of money. So you got to pay for you got to keep paying for your drinks well, at Club 33. No, but, no, but the membership, membership is free. No, the membership okay, is free. Okay, the membership oh. is free. So no, but so your dues and membership are correct. Are completely covered. Your but meals you and to, drinks are But you, you have, have to pay, pay for, for your drinks and meals at Club 33. Correct. It's a small price to pay. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Well, and realistically, you were going to have to pay for your drinks for the rest of your life anyway. This is icing on the cake. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I'm taking the Club 33. You're taking the Club, club 33? Everybody yeah. on Club 33? I don't know. I would love to, uh, and and this would not make for a riveting podcast, but I would love to do a... a Analysis? Try, like, to do a <laughs> cost comparison of, like... How much are the well, and, and take into consideration inflation? Twenty five grand a year to join, and then ten grand a year ongoing. I think is Club Thirty Three. Is that right? And that's well, just twenty five grand up front, and yeah. then ten grand every year. I think that's what the Club Thirty Three rate is. So, so like, you would I have to spend that much. I don't think drinks. there's any way I'm spending ten grand. As as someone who's not a huge drinker, I would say, I think that I get way more value out of Club 33. Yeah, you particularly yeah. would probably not benefit, but the rest of us, I mean, even if we spend 500 bucks in a trip on drinks, that's probably You're a still lot. not, I mean, 10000 a lot. Like, you're not spending $10,000 no. a year on alcohol. <laughs> if you are, you Rob just serious. Well. Rob's like, well, well, well. Maybe it's closer. For you, you have to think of all the benefits you get from Club Thirty Three yes. membership as well. Like you get to front row for parades and fireworks. You get major discounts on dining and drinks in the at least the Disneyland Resort. Also, we don't know what we're missing in Disney World with Club That's 33. True. We are only locations. using the comparison that we have having been to the Disneyland location. Yeah, but those are separate, right? Right, well, but he said both coasts. I said all locations. All oh, locations. Oh, man. Well, then you gotta go. Well, then you're getting I think, even more. I think I'd you're have getting to even do more that. value. I yeah. think I'd have to do that. The latest article I see it was 33 to join with a 15,000 oh, annual so it's fee. Oh, even more. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's 33 yeah. to join. Well, that's a nice. Oh, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Super funny. Tricky. Oh, it was going to be 31, but they wanted it to have some meaning. <laughs> they um, also, another a little tidbit is. Uh, I saw this on Instagram, so I don't know how true it is, but Club 33 members right now still get Fast Passes. Really? So you'll see the entrances, oh. like, people... 
a lot of it is um, disability access. Dis- yes, mm-hmm. but it's, it's still also Club Thirty Three members. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, good good discussion anyway. Uh, would you rather extend the monorail to Animal Kingdom or the Skyliner to MK? Ooh. Ooh. That's a great question. So monorail, Animal Kingdom, uh-huh. Skyliner, MK. Right. It's it's not really feasible, I don't think, to extend the Skyliner to Animal Kingdom because that would take so long to get there, just given how far it is. It's actually not far. No? No. If you came off of the... <laughs> Rob's got this yeah, unlocked. I've got it out of the map. There's, there's rumors out there. If you took the line from the the station at Art of Animation and Pop, it's not that far. Because you, you, you're going down... what I forget the road. Um, it's Vista. the main highway, right? It's not Buena Vista. I, I forget, but if I looked at a map, it's... Because it, don't forget, you, they can just plow through a line of trees. Right? I mean, it, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much... It, it's so... It's really not. It's really not that far. But for the purpose of this discussion, monorail to Animal Kingdom or Skyliner to MK. Well, uh, go ahead, Matt. I was gonna say, um, Animal Kingdom is currently the only park that doesn't have secondary yes. uh, transportation. Yeah. You can yeah. take the monorail to MK. You can take the sky. Uh, you can take the monorail to Epcot. You can take the Skyliner to and and there's also boats, boats. to all these places, as well as the Skyliner now to Hollywood Studios. The only, <clears throat> I mean in official capacity to get to Animal Kingdom is is via Disney bus transportation. So I think that Animal Kingdom having secondary transport... I, I always feel like that going to Animal Kingdom is like, oh, I gotta trek out there. Yeah, it's a long... Yeah. And maybe having that second option would make me more uh, willing to go out there. So I think that I've got to go with Animal Kingdom for that reason. Is that what you were going to say, Holly? Yeah, he took the words right out of my <laughs> mouth. I have to agree, because Animal Kingdom doesn't have a second mode of transportation. Mm-hmm. Even the Animal Kingdom Lodge, that really stinks. Yeah, I mean, if, like you, could put, if you could put a monorail hub in there, that uh, really would increase the <clears throat> value of being able to get directly to And Sanaa. you could throw them at uh, the All-Stars, because the All-Stars are over by Animal Kingdom, and just... You know, mm-hmm. have Rope it, in. yeah, yep. a value with a monorail stop. Well, you have pop with a, a Skyliner stop, yeah, so yeah. it's not ridiculous. And like the mm-hmm. French Quarter or the the Port Orleans have the boats to Disney Springs. Like you, right. you have some thing pretty much everywhere except for Animal Kingdom. So I, I agree with the crew. It's Osceola Parkway. Yeah. Ah, okay. Is the road? It it is further than I thought. I just rem- I, I'm, I'm thinking of it from the marathon, marathon which yeah. by that point in the run you're really kind of tired, so it seems really long. But but it, but to your point, to serve um, the all stars as well, which isn't far off of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you never know. Well, yeah, I mean, I think if over the next couple of years they see a little bit of increased profit again they might be able to start thinking about some of these things i think yeah yeah to get but i think disney would like to do anything possible to get buses off of the roads that's yeah makes sense i don't know anything other than i think that's one of their goals um with transportation all right good cue Good cue. Okay, so this is, I I think this might be a softball, but we'll see. Um, Would you rather fix the Yeti or get a permanent replacement for Stitch? That's actually not, I don't think that's a softball. softball. No. Well, I'm going to be, I'm going to exclude myself from this conversation because I don't ride Expedition Everest. So I would want something for Stitch. Why not? I I wouldn't, I wouldn't benefit from seeing the Yeti. So I'm going to say we want to see something permanent. Maybe Wreck-It Ralph in the Magic Kingdom. Oh. That would be pretty freaking awesome. That. So, I, the Expedition Everest as a whole ain't broke. I mean, it's still <laughs> a good true. ride. So, I think you'd only be getting an addition by adding Stitch, and you'd mm-hmm. still have Expedition Everest. I'll, I'll defer to you guys. As, as someone who says this is their favorite attraction, <laughs> and it is, um, I've never experienced it with the Yeti, the moving Yeti, so I don't know what I'm missing, so I'll take Stitch. Or the replacement for a Stitch. You know what sucks is that, is that I can't remember if I did or not. Like, <laughs> you definitely did. You were there in two thousand nine. You wrote it. But the, it's a very small window for when mm-hmm. 
this was actually operating, um, for those who don't know, the, the Yeti animatronic inside um, Expedition Everest used to like reach out and claw towards the, the ride vehicle as you passed under it, and then they found that it was damaging the foundation of the walls inside the ride. So they had to basically turn off that functionality and then they just put strobe lights on it to give it the appearance of movement, but it's stationary. So I went, we went shortly after it, it opened. So. Yeah, we, the first time you were ever in um, Disney World, it was being constructed in 2007 and then in 09 you wrote it. Right. So, but I think that it might have been after. I, I don't know the exact time when they stopped making so it. So, what do it. you want? <laughs> oh, no. That, that was just, that was neither here nor there. Oh, I just, okay. I, I think it's just, I can't remember whether or not it was, uh, it was moving when I, I wrote it. it. It's, so when I, a quick search said, the attraction opened April 9th, 2006, and it broke around 2008, is what it says. Oh, me, did read the ride the first time you were there. Hmm. Holly, what do you think? I would probably go with a permanent attraction, but overstitch. Yeah, stitch. I yeah. kind of I agree with you. I think the you're only really passing the Yeti for like a tenth of a second, mm-hmm. and then yeah, you're I was gonna past say it. I'm too like busy like freaking <laughs> out like, to even pay attention to like what the Yeti's even doing. But that's probably what the Disney folks are thinking too is oh, it's yeah. going to cost we us millions money. of dollars yeah. to do this and you know but I will second Wreck-It Ralph that's oh, yeah, a good call love. I like I mean, that I just that's pretty good real estate right there in Tomorrowland yeah. so it should be something good I'll go with the Yeti just to split the difference and just because <laughs> in this scenario there's no guarantee that I'll like whatever the True. replacement is well, for Stitch that's a good point yeah. that's a good yeah. point yeah you're not we're not saying you get to pick it so mm-hmm. yeah alright that's good that's a good call um would you, okay, so a little background here. The Pandora expansion at Animal Kingdom cost about a half a billion dollars, $500 million. Would you rather keep Pandora as it is or give Disney a half billion dollar do-over on a land in Animal Kingdom? Huh. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what I think if you okay, want, if you want to, yeah, what I was thinking of the question. I would give Disney a do-over because I have absolutely... No interest in the Avatar movies, and I think the fact that they're going to lean into that for the next decade is highly irritating. And I would love if they would have spent that money on something else related to their their properties, properties that I liked. Could it go back as far as them choosing not to take Harry Potter? Oh, good call. Oh. That would be amazing. Yeah, sure. For the purpose of discussion, why not? Harry Potter and Animal Kingdom. <laughs> Because I believe that was what it was originally... I mean, it was going to be like a dragon fantasy-themed land. Yes, a beastly kingdom, yes. if you want to look that up. So that if they could have bought Harry Potter yeah. and done Harry Potter... They had the opportunity. They yeah. dragons to. on the signage. Yeah, there's a Still dragon there. on the Animal Kingdom logo. Uh-huh. Like a real... Like a... Not a Komodo. Like a real dragon. <laughs> like a real dragon. Not like a Komodo yeah. dragon. Yeah. Are you talking about like a do-over just specific, like in just the Pandora? Animal? Instead of doing Pandora, they do that they get five hundred billion to do or five hundred million to do something else. Or do you keep Pandora as it is, with all of its? Pandora is beautiful. I mean, oh, it absolutely. And even is. if you if you take out your connection or lack of connection to Avatar, which I mean, I, I think that most people don't. I mean, I'm sure that there are ravenous Avatar fans out there, but. You know, I mean, for the most part, it's it's a good, uh, it's a good area. It's it's well themed. The rides are the ride is good. The one is <laughs> just okay. But I mean, a- again, with like with the Stitch one, you're, you're not guaranteed. You give them five hundred thousand dollars, you get another Dino Land. Yeah, you could. Get, yeah, like right. <laughs> you could get something bad, but at least with this, you've got a beautifully themed land and a marquee attraction in Flight of Passage. So, like, there's a risk involved. So you're not not a fan of rolling the dice on something else. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, That's that's a tough one. I don't think that's as much of a gimme as... Yeah, I'm going to take the opposite. And say keep it? I'm, I'm saying keep it. I think it's good enough for... I think it's serviceable. 
and I, I, and it does hold one of the best rides, arguably, in Disney World. So take that away. You might not get an e-ticket attraction. I mean, I'm really thinking, what if they pop Dino Land there? Like, at the, <laughs> like you know, like there are some bad lands in, oh, yeah. in Disney yeah, World. I are. mean, even like imagination. What if you just had like a really colorful kid area that had one Omni Mover ride? Like you don't necessarily get two rides and one of them being really good. So. Yeah. And even though I think Avatar as a franchise or a movie kind of sucks, like at least <laughs> that world um, is interesting and unique, at least to the Disney parks, you yeah. know? I'm just, you know, I was kind of thinking, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking if they, not necessarily to have Cars Land there, but something a la Cars Land. Oh, yeah. Well, you, that would you know, be really cool. Yeah. I don't know. But that's, that's agree to disagree. Did what get, did you guys what say? What did you guys think? <laughs> Holly was... <laughs> Keep it. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it as uh, yeah. Pandora. I, I, I think so. The only, th- like I said, the only thing would that would change it is if it was Harry. It, you're talking to somebody that does, doesn't even know anything about Harry and, Potter. And the other but... thing is you're not guaranteed to have the same Harry Potter in the world that Universal has. It. Sure. Because yeah. Universal, I believe, I, you know, I might not be right here. I think they own the... Uh, uh-huh. Some the technology for the one ride that you're in the castle, like it's like a claw almost, like like you're okay. in like a seated row, and I think they also own the technology for the other ride where it's like a huge screen. Like every ride at Universal is like that. Why yeah. are no rides at Disney like that? Which leads me to believe they must own some copyright on the technology. But you know, the rides at Universal are the two Harry Potter two or three Harry Potter rides are absolutely fabulous. So I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily want to see what Disney Well they might do. not have invested in it as much as Universal did because they had to compete with Disney. Right. And That's- if it was a Soren dupe, like if we got something like Flight of Passage for Harry Potter, I wouldn't have done it justice compared no. to what compared to what Universal did. I agree. Alright, good discussion there. All right, so for the next one, try to try to put out of your mind a little bit the um, location restrictions. Would you rather add another gate to Florida or California? We're getting this third gate in California, Scott. <laughs> no. Totally. <laughs> I would... I'll start off while you guys are thinking here. I probably would add another gate to Florida just because I don't make it to California all that often. And another gate in Florida, whatever it might be, would certainly give me more to see and do there. I'll I'll speak to it from the standpoint of coming from Pennsylvania. I like the fact that it's only two. You don't have to plan to go out there. Like in the sense of Reservations. Uh, the, the things, yeah, okay. fast passes. And I feel like the Florida parks are way more crowded than the California parks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just anecdotal. But um, I think a fifth one is needed in Florida. So you think that uh, adding a third gate in California makes it more in line with a uh, vacation World. destination a la Florida and it and doing that would take away some of the charm that you find in the California parks being more digestible yes. or more uh, <laughs> more doable in like two days. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. When, I, I like that uh, that reasoning. When people ask me like, what are the biggest differences, or what do you like about? I say everything is in one location. You you're staying at uh, Park View. Mm-hmm. Walk across the street. You can do one of three things and not worry about buses and monorails and skyliners. Just you have the whole area. And there's still plenty to do. I mean, it's not like it's, you know, some dinky park in comparison to Walt Disney World. I mean, there's a ton to do at Disneyland and California Adventure Parks. That's that's a good I, I like your answer. Anybody have a different differing opinion? Catherine or Holly? My, my, mm, I'm real. This one's really hard for me because I think that California, like if Walt had his do over, he would have picked an area with more land, meaning more parks. Mm -hmm. So like, if you think that was the original intent and that location isn't a restriction, well then yeah, let's plop a park, you know, where the convention center is and have three parks all right next to each other. But then 
I didn't really like the concept of DCA being so close to Hollywood Studios and theming. So what are they going to do? Add an Animal Kingdom out there? I don't think they could do that with with the space and, like, the general atmosphere of Anaheim, California. And what? uh, An Westcott? I mean, I probably wouldn't hate that, but um, I don't know. I just feel like... I feel like there's so much to do in Disney World, and I'm not saying there's a lack of things to do in Disneyland, but, like, I love Disneyland, and I would like to see them even be able to expand more, because I think that that is always at the core of Disneyland's problems. It's, uh, we can't we can't move the parks out more. We can't, you To know, your own parking. point, they've sort of suffered from their own success of having Anaheim grow up around them right. and box them in. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Holly, what are you calling? I'm going to go with a fifth gate. Just something Rob mentioned. The parks are more crowded. Definitely. Down there. And I think Great. having like a fifth park mate can kind of disperse the crowds a little bit I more. I that, yeah. It's hard. And as a Disney worlder, I mean, like, I go to mm-hmm. Disney World more often. So another park would mean more resorts, more restaurants, more bars. And, like, <laughs> selfishly, I'm like, yeah, I, want, I want all that. Yeah, more drinks, more drinks. <laughs> I if I could add on to that, I think I'm going with um, the fifth gate as well, and and I think that I have a little bit more like reverence towards the California parks. Mm-hmm. That if whatever they added, whatever third park or fifth park they added was a stinker, mm. I wouldn't care as much if it was in Walt Disney World for some reason. If that makes sense, because I'm like, eh, you know, whatever. Like, you know, we, we still got four have others. we got four other ones. But I feel like the stakes are higher with Disneyland because I have a little bit more of just uh, like a reverence, like a respect for those original, the original park. You know, I got agree with that. Makes sense. All right, this one's a little open ended here. Um, with the idea being that there are some restaurants that we just don't go because it's character dining. What restaurant would you remove character dining from and convert it to a regular sit-down restaurant? So, Scott, I want your answer because I know how you feel about character dining. I want. I feel like Scott you probably hates had characters. it. I feel like you probably had an answer. Um, I I kind of think I would do Tusker House because I've always wanted to eat there. And, and I, I don't, simply cannot. And I just don't want to have characters those. harassing me. Okay. Can I call you out on the fact that this isn't even a would you rather? This is just purely a hypothetical <laughs> question. Yeah. I, I said this is an open-ended. Okay. I think this okay. really is freeform jazz. I'm just, I'm just going with my fir- my first choice's best choice. How many times have we said that like the the food in Magic Kingdom isn't good. I might be going outside the box here, but that we often find ourselves at the Wave, mm-hmm. at um, Kona, at, you know, the Misner's Lounge when that was a thing. Um, I think take it out of uh, Chef Mickey's. Like, the original. Oh, just I, thought you got were, it. I thought you were going to say Cinderella's Royal Take. I know, oh. no, because I still think that, I still, I'm, I'm worried Magic Kingdom is going to have people there. They don't have any problem filling up those restaurants. What they and that would still be a freaking expensive <laughs> restaurant for underwhelming food, as most of the restaurants are in the Magic Kingdom. I think there's a higher, uh, like a higher quality that the resorts demand because you have to get people there. And I think that that space in in the contemporary is such an awesome like you when you're at the wave like that's a great restaurant, but that's not a good view or anything. The contemporary is iconic. Those three monorails, like, I mean, you just, I, I really, I think that space in the contemporary would be such a good spot for, like, an adult's, like, an adult's. I think that was my point, is make it an adult restaurant yeah. instead of, like, yeah. a, you know. Take kid, the kitty. Take kitty, the kid out of kitty it. Kitty-atness out of it. Anybody? What's the one, what's the rotating one above the land? Oh, Garden Grill. Yeah. I would do that, just based on location. I've always kind of wanted to eat there based on location alone, and then I, like, see Goofy and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. It's not for me. <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to call attention to the fact that you attacked me for that very attitude and then Matt's like, no, Goofy's there? I'm not yeah, eating there. Yeah. No, but, but the difference between you and I, Scott, is that I'm not completely averse to characters. If, yeah. if you had your way, you would just take them all <laughs> in all capacity. No, I would just put them all in a special area where I wouldn't have to see them. I'm trying to think of which one if you didn't change the menu, what would... 
but I feel like it needs a menu change. None of them Ooh. really appeal mm. to me. So you take like Oscar shoes, right? Yeah. You'd want a different. If it, yeah, yeah. It, like it I feel with... like I was thinking of Hollywood and Vine too. Like that's one that like I've eaten at all the restaurants in yeah. Hollywood Studios. That's the only one I haven't done because I really, you know, like it's it's more food for kids with chicken nuggets, mac mm-hmm. and cheese. Like, and I love chicken nuggets, and mac and cheese, but. You know, if you're going to spend that kind of money, it right. should be a more elevated. Because you said Tusker House, isn't that basically Boma? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think I, that I, you're I, getting so. outside of like the scope of the question because I, I interpret it as like all things are the same. Okay. Except you're removing <laughs> There's characters. No like the characters. menu's the same. The 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 theming. Well, the this same. Is, you know the free form nature of this question just meant that we adapted it as we went along and said, yeah, well, really? you know, make it an adult themed restaurant. Well, all right, Charles Mingus, <laughs> will you, you do whatever you want? All right. Holly, what do you think? Oh man, I hope you would like avoid me. <laughs> well, you don't have to answer. Right? Like, I'm gonna be honest. We don't do character yeah. dining, yeah. so I feel. I don't have much input on this. Yeah. I forgot so. the last time we did character The Star Wars? Uh, oh, yes. gosh. Yeah, oh, when no. Greedo got handsy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I would keep that one. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a good addition. I thought that was character dying done well. Yeah. Like, it was, like, special. And I kind of... I don't hate Lilo and Stitch at Ohana. I think it fits the theme really well. They only do her... And him for breakfast. Like, they don't have it for dinner. I think that's the way you should do character dining. Like, have it for, like, the families who are going to the parks. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how a lot of, right? Isn't 1900 Park Fair that way? Oh, I, think I, it's don't know. Like, I Isn't know. that, like, Alice in That's, like, all the British one, like, Mary Poppins. Yeah. yeah. Al- or, uh, Cinderella, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then they do one at Boardwalk, uh, the t- Rapunzel and Ariel. Yeah. That's it, Trattoria. Yeah. No. That I forgot one's about breakfast. That. Oh, I didn't know I that. Know that one's breakfast. Yeah, I, oh, I forgot that. about the board. Yeah. And then um, Cape May Cafe does. Is that just the Fat Mini? Five? I, I think it's Minnie's Breakfast. Mm-hmm. And that's only breakfast, but Cape May Cafe hasn't even reopened yet. Um, there's the. Oh, another one potentially is Topolino's. See, that, I think, if I had gone there, that would be my answer. Because that's a mature menu. Correct. And, like, it's, like, gnocchi. And, like, it's more expensive, But that's too. only breakfast as well. Right. But I think that <laughs> that might be one that, like, the menu would be more geared towards adults and, like, the whole experience if you took Mickey out. And it's just, is it Mickey and Donald? I feel I like know. I've seen Donald I, yeah. in his little paint outfit. You know what they ought to have is, like, um... You know, at Korean barbecue where you can turn it over if you want more meat. You can turn it over and say, I don't want character interaction. Smoke, smoking section, not smoking I section. I am, I am sure if you said something I know, to the I'm hostess like, or your server. We don't need the yeah, like, But you're paying could, for it. I mean, sure, that, that's right, just, that's like, if you could arrange it and you get like a 20% discount or something. <laughs> it's, I, I do understand it. And, and we are clearly coming from an area of... You know, this this is not everyone. This is not speaking yeah. to everyone. I, yeah. I understand that. But, like, what's the real difference of, like, eating at a nice restaurant and, like, a dude is like, you want me to make balloon animals? And I'm like, no, I'm 35. I don't want a freaking balloon animal. It's the same thing. <laughs> well, that's why I was thinking, uh, kind of to your point, Scott, is that at, at Chef Mickey's, I've eaten there twice, and... Both times, I kind of felt like there was, like, a cycle of characters. And I felt sort of rushed, like, okay, uh, Mickey's coming back around again. And, like, you've been here now for an hour. like, And, like, I just don't I, – I, I understand they have a lot of people to turn over. But I just feel like that's an aspect of character dying. Like, okay, this is the third time I've seen Goofy at Garden Grill. Like, I think the experience would be more relaxing in general without the characters. Good, good call. Okay, yeah, I, that that was what I was looking for discussion on. Okay, um, this is one that I I find interesting. Would you rather add a new country to Epcot or replace Dino Land? Oh, ooh, that's a good one, Scott. That's a real good one. So you're you're either adding or you're replacing. So Do I get my choice of the. Country? I'm gonna say you get a choice in either case. You can choose what you're gonna replace Dino Land with, and you can choose what country you're gonna add. This oh. is a good one. But I'm about ready to take that bird out. Yeah, I'm sorry, I know what I'm saying. I hear, I hear the, the bird. I told them up front about the nature. It's like Rawr! lots of nature. You hear it? Yeah, it's like it's mocking. A, it's, it's like, like an animal kingdom bird. Yeah. Um, 
I personally would like to see another country added. Do you have a preference or just let them decide? No, I mean, I really don't have a preference. Um, I just, just another drinking spot, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, I think it could be. There, there's so many good options for things that you could have, whether you finally went and added Brazil yeah, or I think that's the, yeah. that's India. the sore thumb, I think. I can't believe there's no India. I know. That's it's really surprising. One point some billion people and then they don't have a spot in Epcot. Yeah. Anybody, I love Indian food, too. Anybody have an opinion on this one? Rob, what do you think? I'm, try- I'm trying to think if I chose the replacement for Dinoland and it was Indiana Jones-esque, mm-hmm. right? So they replaced the dinosaur with the Indiana Jones ride from Disneyland. And then just that expanded is, into Dinoland USA. Sure. You make it some kind of adventure yeah. land is mm-hmm. like adjacent, right? Um, that is clearly the park we visit the least. We spend the least amount of time there. Would that be a reason to increase going there? or? And I don't know if it would. I guess it would be depend on how you. much they add to it. If they add, right. you know, do they add another sit-down restaurant? Do they add more attractions that we want to go to or a bar? It would and have that's... to be those kinds of things. Um, so I would, I'm going to spend time in Epcot no matter what, <laughs> uh, and especially World Showcase. So I think I would take the World Showcase Pavilion. Just you could have Brazilian cheese bread uh. all year round. <laughs> Maybe they could do the, a Brazilian, whole... the Brazilian steakhouse is r- really just staring them at the, oh, at the face. Oh, I know. With... Right. Yeah, get some... Uh, Let's talk about Fogo de <laughs> Yeah, really. Mm. Pat, that was Patagonia, but that's like <laughs> adjacent to yeah. Brazil. I like dinosaurs. <laughs> really? So... I, I just, in general, I'm still like a little boy on that front. You know, like I just still have a, a big affinity for dinosaurs. And so I guess a third option here is to just refurbish and make it better. Like remove yeah, Hester sure. and Chester's entirely, like, you know, and, and just make it like a cooler, because then it still fits Animal Kingdom as well, you know, but just make it just better. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I know that the whole point of Diana Land is kind of like this carnival-esque atmosphere, but like, it's a little too hokey for my taste. Yeah, dinosaurs are supposed to be serious. Yeah, they were they were vicious. Now we got a do- now we got a dog going crazy. We got Catherine, speaking of Animal to- Kingdom, it's going outside did, of our I door. I did, didn't. I think I think I've got to go with the country. Um I think we could get a fun like Mardi Gras ride with mm. Brazil. I I'm feeling Brazil. Carnival. Bra- yeah, carnival. Uh and yeah, I I just I like I I would like that they could even do just like a very brief carnival type show, mm-hmm. you know, oh. out like they do with yeah, some the of the American stuff. Gardens, yeah, yeah, something that'd be cool. All right, that'd be cool. Okay, okay. All right, um, next question here: Would you rather have input on the next Pixar movie or have input on the next Disney World attraction? I'm gonna say this because this is my gut, straight up Disney World attraction. I feel like I have more experience and like like I feel like I have more credibility because I've been on so many and like I know like what good theming is with the Pixar movie I'd be like I don't know you guys just do what you do because I think they are doing a pretty good job as long as it's not a sequel so that would I mean as long as it was an original Pixar movie I'm not sure how much I could really help them in that arena whereas with attractions I could definitely be like well they do this in this ride that makes it really good. This is themed well. This isn't themed well. This doesn't work. This loading. I feel like I have more. You know what the people want. (laughs) Yes. I feel like I know what the people want way more than I would like in a movie Mm -hmm. executive boardroom. Right. Holly, you were nodding your head there. Are you in agreement on that or would you? Yeah. Attraction Mm -hmm. for sure. For sure. There's so much pressure in coming up with like an original idea too for a Pixar movie. I don't have any off the top of my head, so I have to trust the experts there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not creative enough. Um, when you think of Inside Out, like the concept is just I'm like somebody thought of all this stuff. This is very cool. Um, whereas I feel like I would be good with the logistical aspect what? of. Uh, oh, really? Of, you? Uh, the. Uh, new attraction whether it's building the queue or uh 
where to lay it out and things like that. So that is, I'm much more interested in that realm. I think that I'll just go with the I'll go with the Pixar film. Uh, not necessarily. I don't think it's at all my wheelhouse of story writing here, but I think it would be fun to have input in like the casting process well, and like yeah. handpicking the voice actors and the um, the you know music direction and stuff like that and then just I, I think that would be fun and I, I feel like I'd have more to bring to the table there than creating a ride I agree I agree with Matt I think you leave you have the potential to leave an indelible impact not just on the Pixar movies but potentially a future on the parks if you have a really good Pixar movie I, I would probably choose the Pixar movie myself. Yeah, you could kill, I didn't even consider that you could kill two birds, you know. Yeah, even if you didn't actually get involved in it, they may take that movie and put it in the parks, Mm -hmm. as they like to do. That's a a good discussion. A couple more here, I think. Are we going time still? Yeah, we could go for a couple more. Alright, a couple more. Two or three more? Yeah. Would you rather stay a night in the Dream Suite, or a week in the Polynesian Bungalows? (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's tough. Wait, so, I'm sorry. So it was so a the, night in the dream suite. A night in the dream suite. Which is Cinderella's Castle and Walt Disney World. Correct. Okay. Cool. That's tough. That's a tough one. Because you can't buy it. It's price. You gotta which, go which, to the dream. You yeah. gotta go to the dream suite. Money yeah. can buy you the bungalow. I, I, I eventually, you can split that cost. Eight people. It's not as horrible as some might think. I think I would have to do the Dream Suite. That's like a one in a once in a lifetime opportunity. That's, I agree. I, I was wondering if that would be the opinion. I'm glad that it is because <laughs> I, I like that you guys are experienced over just the bottom line. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Rob, are you a different? No, oh, no. Different. I, that very <laughs> Except big, for I mean, Rob. Obviously, like the money part of it uh, would. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It, you, Catherine said it. Money can get you the bungalow. Money can't. I don't think. No, uh, you can't. It, it's uh-uh. only. It's only gotten it's some, if uh, it's. It's like a contest. Some like a promo. The, the year of a million dreams was one of them. That some they just royal family member people. from U, uh, UAE can't just no, tell this day I want to spend two million dollars on this. No, I don't believe so. <laughs> That's good. I like that. I hope that always stays <laughs> that way. I like that when there's things that you just can't buy. All right, this one is a one thing or not. Would you, for a $500 increase in your yearly annual pass, would you pay for a full day each month of AP holders only or not? So let's say every first Monday of the month was AP only day. Would you pay an extra $500 a year on your annual pass? So you get 12... 12 AP only days. And that's if you... That's if you're there. Right. I don't. Th- I think that's going to be a no for me, dog. I live in Pennsylvania. Yeah. We we only get to go a few times a year. You know what are the chances? I'd have to plan around that, and Southwest mm-hmm. would spike up the flights. Not a lot of people want to fly <laughs> that day. I don't know. Not for me. Not for me. There's there's certainly things I would add to the or experiences or uh, add-ons. That would potentially make the 500. I don't know that particular example. Mm-hmm. So where I'm thinking is some sort of like unlimited fast passes, um, extra magic hours that would only be for annual pass. Things of those, yeah. um, I think, would. Perks. Um, yeah. Well, and but, it's hard. <clears throat> excuse me. It's hard to imagine them actually doing that where they would close off the parks to other entrants for the day. I, you know, I, that's probably a pipe dream, but... You know, nice one, if yeah. you if you priced it out monthly though, if you five hundred dollars once a month, that ends up being less than forty two dollars a month. Yeah, which does when you say it like that doesn't sound like yeah, much. Yeah, but how many are you going to? That that's because that's it's entirely dependent on 12, if you take advantage which... of all of them. I I could see if if they had that, I could see someone like you guys being there for at least three of them. Well, yeah, if they, like, if, like, I'm thinking if they did one at the end of the month and the beginning of the month and you, like, got to go oh. both, yeah. <laughs> or they, like, if they structured them like that, but if it was, like, the first Monday of every month, like, I, we wouldn't be able I to. I think if it. you go, I think if you were able to take advantage of that and go to more than half of them, it's worth it. And if not, 
So if, if you were a local, it'd be it'd be a slam. Yeah, I would do it if I if what? I was local, and what? I was going to be able to con- like confirm that I could go to seven out of those twelve. Yeah, yeah, I'd pay. For what percentage of their pass holders are out of state? Thank you. I was thinking of that. How many annual pass holders are there? Like, because there's a lot in Florida, and if yeah. it's just one park, that could be real busy. I mean, I'm thinking it of, might even have a reverse effect. Yeah, right. It could even <laughs> be busy. That's true. Those. You could you could get. You would draw people yeah. in. That's a good point. I think they're getting a, you know, special, you know, thing. Imagine if we have a source that could tell us that yeah. number. I would like to know the. Is it seventy thirty? That, Way that, more than California. That, <laughs> that's, that would be my throwing a dart at yeah. it. Seventy in state, thirty out of state. But I have no idea. I see a lot of people in our hometown with. AP. AP magnets. I always yeah, see that. Yeah, there are a lot. But you only had to be an AP for one That's year to get true. that. It could have yeah. been they may not be ago. a continuous AP holder. All right, I got Scott, two. You want to do one last one? Can I do two more? Yeah, that's fine. All right, two, I guess two more questions. All right, first one: Would you rather be able to see on an app exactly where your park bus was, or would you rather have a definitive bus schedule that would tell you exactly when buses would arrive and depart? I would take the location. Be able to then, see where it is. Then I could yeah. then I could budget out um, okay, the the bus that we need to get back to the yacht club is just leaving the yacht club now. Alright, we have another twenty minutes we could spend on Main Street. Um, and time because I have a fairly good <laughs> point of reference of how long things take to get from one point to another. Um, the schedule's not terrible either, though. If it if it's stuck to a ter- if it's stuck to that, my thing would be because they they do say, is it every twenty minutes? I think a, a bus stop is supposed to be serviced. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case. So no, it's definitely not. not. And you never know if you just walked up and it pulled away thirty seconds ago that you just didn't see. Yeah. Um, so. so it would have been nice to know the location of our bus when we were at Magic Kingdom going back to the yacht because we had to yeah, get to the airport. Waiting, yeah. Yeah, I right, would have right. loved to have known, and known. then you could have planned. Yeah, you know, do I take like, an Uber? Right. Or do we do we walk over to Contemporary yeah. and just? It's a good point because you're flying blind at the parks. At the yeah. at the resorts, at least you have the boards that say like you know it expects to arrive mm-hmm. here. But if you're at Magic Kingdom and you're planning on going back, and you roll up into those turnstiles, you don't know whether or not a bus yeah. is due to arrive soon or if one just left. But we, I think yeah. we waited well over twenty minutes. Yeah. Well, and there's over no t- way it's yeah. every twenty minutes. I so. think, like Rob says, too, savvy folks like us would be <laughs> able to use that information more to our advantage <laughs> than yeah. than just a schedule. But from what I've seen, and, and this is what I think makes it different. We're going down a rabbit hole. This one, <laughs> interesting. When a bus, so if you're on the yacht club bus going to Magic Kingdom. I don't think that bus driver knows his next assignment until he pulls in there. Correct. Because they have that little gray box. Yeah, there's like, it like tells them. And it'll say slot seven uh, all-star movies or yeah. whatever it is. Yep. And I, so I think that would make it, they would have to change that to say, all right, we know this bus is going to get assigned to the Yacht Club. So we'll, we'll display that bus right. for the Yacht Club, but... Mm. Yeah, the, the technology exists to do it. Yeah. Um, my my thing is, how does it, how does the system determine how to assign that driver? Is, I had a, is that a manual that process? That is getting or, rabbit. There's, 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 no way, there's no way that's an individual who's making that call. That has to right. be right, and that's why. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless Bless you. Bless Thank you. you. And that's why you see. You'll see one bus queue. If that is an individual, God bless that individual because that had to be that has to be a really hard job of dispatching. Yeah, mm. just one person, just one <laughs> one solitary man. They have him like just neurally linked just to the panic them. attacks all the time. <laughs> well, so isn't that what getting. an air traffic controller basically is doing? Yeah, yeah I mean. essentially. <laughs> all right, last question here. This one, this one is, I think, going to get different answers. Would you rather see the opening day of Disneyland in person or tour the parks a hundred years in the future? Silence. <laughs> I I think I I have an easy I, easy answer. What's yeah, your easy answer. I'm I think I'm very much a futurist, and and as someone who has just a 
kind of just fascination with technology and advancement and um we already know to an extent what it looked like um in the past you're going you're by traveling into the future you were traversing the unknown which is fascinating to me so i gotta go with what do the parks look like in a hundred years Okay. Because then you're also you're also then time traveling. What does fashion look like in a hundred years? What does health? What is what does everything look like? In is there years? a park a hundred years in the future? Yeah. What, yeah, the, what, what if is, you went and there was nothing there? What a, a terrible sad. Twilight Zone episode where it's like, what does it look like in a hundred years? But the world, but Earth has been destroyed by our own by humans' own folly. So sad. it's just you're the only person there. No. Yeah. Differing opinion on that? Who would go back to Disneyland opening? I a hundred percent. I knew that was the case. Uh, and this is uh, I'm gonna say with the dream suite. I'm only uh, 35 years old. I'm living to 100 more years, <laughs> so I'm gonna see the parks in the future. You're living to 135. Yeah. Okay. The medical advancements are gonna be great. I'm gonna. I will be there. And I would even, say that even if it's only 50 years, even if I only live another 50 years, let's say I'm in my <laughs> 80s. You betcha, I'm going to be on a rascal scooter, I'll be in those parks, and I will know what they look like in 50 years. And really, Disneyland's only been open 60-some years at this point, so look how far it's come in those years. I would get to see the same progress, and you can never go back in time either, so it's the Catherine same. Catherine makes an excellent point that yes. statistically, she is more likely to see 100 years in the future than she is It's the exact the same thing. It's of Disneyland. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna be rolling in with the rascals. I'm crying. <laughs> I'm having a bad space of another hundred years. <laughs> well, she, Matt's not making it another hundred years. She's gonna murder him far sooner. I don't. I mean, it, we're, Matt's hoping for five years in the future. Just one day at a time, Scott. <laughs> I'm with Matt though. I've got a hundred because I'm not gonna be a hundred and forty. So, uh, I'm going with... Oh, it's loser talk, but yeah. okay. Uh, I'm going with Catherine. <laughs> and Scott, I have to um, Give me a hundred years in the future. I'll take I it every time. It funny. might be a male-female thing. It might be more nostalgic. <sighs> I think yeah. it's a nostalgia but, thing, for but sure. But I love the nostalgia of Disney. <sighs> yeah, but you don't think, okay, let's say you, you turned 40 last year, so you're going to be 80 in 40 years. Do you know how much the park's going to change? It for Think about how long we've been doing the podcast, how much the park has changed. <laughs> sure. I don't think anything... I mean, like, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be some mind-blowing technology that's like, man, we couldn't have even thought of that. But, like, I, I just feel like we'll see some crazy change in our li- lifetime. I have no doubt of that. I'm, I'm an optimist in that way that we're going to see some awesome things in the park. But never go back in time. Meet Walt Disney? Be there on opening day? Oh my gosh. We'll throw that one out to the listeners. I'd I'd be interested in hearing how uh, some of our devoted listeners would feel. Would you rather see the parks 100 years in the future or travel with Catherine back to the opening day of Disneyland? Meet Walt. That's right. Is when um, Marty goes back to the future, he goes back to 1955, right? I think so. I believe so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and that's... You get him back to the future? That's when Disneyland opens. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Meeting Walt is like once in a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's less than once in a lifetime yeah, for exactly. us. <laughs> True. Exactly. Man, that was a good one, Scott. That was a good one to finish on. Yeah, that was a good That's one. That's goody. Does anybody have any last call items? No, not really. Rob, you're not going to be a smart a smart A? Okay. Uh, <laughs> you had a last call to be. I totally forgot about it. No, He's already forgotten. <laughs> All right, some inside podcasting, some inside podcasting. All right, all right, well, if we all have any items, well then, cheers. 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 Thank you for listening to WDW Happy Hour. Please like us on Facebook and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to share by telling your friends and also writing a nice review on iTunes. Cheers.